0: Hi, I'm Alicia Love Have you heard about this amazing life tool that will change your life instantly and create the reality that you want? It's called an affirmation. Maybe you've heard of it and maybe you've tried it, but it's done absolutely nothing for you. Well, that's because you're missing the one key thing that you must do in order for an affirmation to work for you. Welcome back to the Divine Love Frequency Podcast. And today we're talking about affirmations what they are, how they work, and what you have to do if you want an affirmation to work for you. So let's talk about an affirmation first. What is an affirmation? An affirmation is a positive statement. You can use it to overcome sabotaging yourself, overcome a negative thought. The idea is that you Repeat a word or a sentence, and you start to believe in it, and you can start to make positive changes. An example could be, I am well, or I am healthy, I am beautiful. An affirmation is actually a 21st century version of an ancient mantra. Mantra is a Sanskrit. Uh, term, and it's the ancient language of India. A mantra can be actually broken down into two parts. We see this a lot in ancient language, the duality. A word is usually comprised of two different words that can mean different things. Um, Mantra, man, means mind in the Sanskrit language, and tra means vehicle, something that moves something of the mind mantra. So it's a word or a sound that can be repeated to aid concentration. It's usually used in meditation. We're going to come back to that a little bit later, but it's a word or a sound used to aid concentration. The oldest recorded mantra that I know of is the mantra I am? I talked about that in my podcast episode. Being I am, if you haven't already listened to it, I am is the English translation of the original Sanskrit mantra, so hum. And so hum can be translated into I am that, or I am he that does this or that. It's a really powerful. A statement because it's it's open-ended you can end that sentence with whatever you want to bring into manifestation so mantras affirmations are considered words of power throughout their historical use and they've been used for thousands of years we've been told uh, and told again how powerful they are and how they work their sounds and in terms of creating change and in terms of manifesting reality they're actually also prayers in this sense or magical incantations using word to create something to create power a powerful change there's actually a beautiful um he was a western expert in mantra his name was thomas ashley ferrand he's no longer on this earth um but he was uh he was a practitioner of mantra discipline for something like I think tw- 25 years, more than 25 years. There's a beautiful book. Well, actually, I think he has many books. Um, but one of the books that I love is a book called Healing Mantras by Thomas Ashley Farron. It's a collection of mantra in Sanskrit, but also English translations of Hebrew, Christian prayers, mantras from around the world, Buddhist. Um, Buddhist traditions. Thomas Lashley Farron describes what a mantra is, he talks about the mantra, and then you can um, use these beautiful translations of these mantras to work with. I encourage you to, uh, if you're interested in mantra, go go check out his book, check out his work. Um, but in physics terms, if we use physics, a mantra, the practice of mantra affirmation is the use of sound which is a vibration that goes through physical matter right when we speak we are physical matter our bodies and when we speak our sound is moving through the physical matter in fact we're using our physical matter to produce the sound so that's what an affirmation really is um and it's a word of power it's meant to be spoken Doesn't that sound wonderful? It sounds almost too good to be true. But the concept is very valid. It's actually a real thing. There's functionality there. So let's talk first of all about physical matter because that's what I'm using to create my sound. Well, physical matter is 99% empty, which means it's actually basically empty. It's almost 100% nothing. We know that through... The study of physics in the early 1900s, um, a physics a physicist by the name of Rutherford at Manchester University in the UK, told the world that the atom, which is the particle that makes up matter, is basically empty. We fill it with thought. So the what we think of as physical matter is basically thought. Thoughts are things. We're filling our physical world with what we think it is. Are you aware of what you're thinking right now? Hmm, maybe. Maybe you're thinking about this podcast or what I'm saying, or you're having thoughts about something else in your life, and this podcast is distracting you. Maybe I'm on then in the, in the background, but are you actually aware of your thoughts? Sometimes, sometimes we're aware of what we're thinking. We're all thinking. It's not always a conscious thoughts. Most of the time we're having unconscious thoughts or subconscious thoughts. In fact, science doesn't really know how many thoughts that we have per day. It's really difficult to say. There was, I know there was a lot of buzz out there. Um, At some point, the National Science Foundation published an article about human thoughts per day. They summarized how many thoughts the average human has. And it was found that... uh, It was something like 60,000 thoughts per day and around 80% 80 were negative, (laughs) 95% were repetitive thoughts as the day before, um, which is pretty conclusive, it sounds like. But actually, if you go back, I I tried to find this article, I tried to find this paper and I can't, you can try yourself, go to nsf.gov, I'll put the link in this podcast notes, but um, I can't find that paper. I can find some references to it, but but I can't find that actual document. So, but um, it doesn't seem that crazy to think that we have more thoughts than we could possibly fathom. If we add up conscious thoughts like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed, I'm not feeling very well, I don't want to go to work, or um, you know, oh I, I love that dress, I'd like to buy it for myself. We do have conscious thoughts, um, but all of our subconscious and our unconscious thoughts like Let's actually layer in what happens when we go to social media. I'm going to open up my Instagram account right now. And I'm going to scroll through just for like 15 seconds. Okay. Will you guys count with me? Let's count 15 seconds, and I'm just going to start scrolling through images. So, oh, hair loss. Oh, there's the witch kit. That looks cute. Oh, cute little dog. There's a woman standing in front of uh, some light. Ooh, look at that yummy food. That looks delicious. Oh, what a beautiful boat on the water. That water looks so cool. A book about getting one million followers. Oh, what a gorgeous landscape. Oh, cute little red shoes. How many thoughts did I just have that I spoke out loud? kind of a lot, right? They weren't all related. (laughs) Did you guys time me? I didn't time myself, but I had a lot of thoughts in a short amount of time. What happens in your brain every time you have a thought? Well, whether it's conscious or not, the brain is manufacturing a chemical to match that thought. So I just had a chemical that matched red shoes, that matched landscape, that matched the ocean, that matched a book. I just flooded my system with all of those different thoughts in chemical form. I just created a cocktail of thought chemicals. I can't see what happened in my body, but I felt it. My body got tighter. I got—I was kind of out of breath. I was feeling... Um, foggy, not clear, not focused, little all over the place. That's just one tiny little moment of my life when I'm conscious of how I'm feeling associated with all these thoughts that I'm having. I wonder what it looks like. Um, actually, have you ever seen, have you seen that video of that octopus dreaming? It's actually kind of beautiful. I love octopuses, which by the way, is the right way to say the plural of octopuses. Octopi would be Latin and octopus is a Greek word. So the plural would be octopuses. Go ahead and look that up. Um, There's a beautiful video online, you can find it uh, of an octopus dreaming. And you can see the octopus having different thoughts because the octopus is turning different shades and patterns like moment to moment to moment. That's her brain producing chemicals to create a physical change in her body. It's fascinating. Um, <laughs> Google that, but I'll put that link into the podcast notes as well. That's that's the physical representation of a, of a physical, organic, biological being having a thought and the chemicals associated with the thoughts. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure that we do that too. It's just not as pronounced. Maybe it's a slight change. You know, my eyes get shiny or my mouth turns up or my skin glows, you know, things like that. But back to the thought chemical cocktail, you've heard that you shouldn't mix certain pharmaceuticals or household chemicals, right? That's like a no-no, because you can end up with a chemistry experiment gone wrong. You don't do that with household chemicals. You can't mix certain household chemicals because you'll end up with um, fumes that can kill you, really. Well, that's what's happening in our bodies. Our, Our brain is busy manufacturing all these different chemicals, one after the other. How do we know that they all mix How do we know that that it's okay to mix them together? No one's actually identifying all the multitudes of formulas that we're each uniquely creating inside of our brains when we have all these different thoughts because we're all having different types of thoughts because we're all looking at different things. That's just one example of when we scroll through Instagram. Now imagine that's happening all day long. When you're walking down the street and you're encountering people and noises and sounds and smells and your brain's responding just to the outside world, never mind what you're actually looking at when it comes to your jobs or your studies or your um, environments, your living environments. Now, and then go back to your conscious thoughts. Our poor brains, our poor bodies, we're creating matter and, and moving matter all day long. Constantly, we don't get a break. Excuse me, I have a bit of a cold. No wonder we're so anxious and so fired up and so distracted and thinking that we all have ADHD and blaming ourselves for feeling anxious all day and for not being able to meditate, for goodness sakes. My gosh. So thoughts are things and we're creating the thing, just not necessarily on purpose, oftentimes in reaction. So let's go back to affirmations. How do they work? Well, we know that the brain creates the chemicals associated with every single thought we have, those silent thoughts. Affirmations are thoughts, also they're spoken out loud. In 2018, a couple years ago, uh, April 2018, two students at Princeton University proved that sound moves matter. Two physics students proved this. Sound, moves matter have you ever seen that experiment um, on youtube they sound different tones are put through a metal plate with sand on top of it and depending on the tone the note the frequency actually a different pattern will emerge I'll, i'll add that link to this episode too so you can check that out it's it's beautiful it creates these perfect geometric patterns and the higher The notes go up in octave form, the faster the frequency, the more complex the patterns get. Well, that's sound moving matter. That's actually sound also creating matter. It's moving matter, but creating it in a different form. So we we can see that. We have scientific proof through these two brilliant students. So thoughts are things. We know that when you have a thought, conscious or unconscious, your brain doesn't care whether it's one or the other, you're creating a chemical. And that chemical creates a feeling in the body. That's the thing. And we know that it creates a physical change. We saw it in the octopus. We see it in our cells if you look closely enough. So if you speak a thought out loud and you create that sound, now you have the power to move the thing, to shift the thing. You're creating and moving matter through your thoughts and your sounds. That's how affirmations work. But they haven't worked for you. (laughs) Right? So, if you could prove that they worked, you'd prove it to yourself because your life would be changing, right? And ideally in a positive way. And you'd know that because your life would feel good. And that's the goal, to feel good, right? So no matter what... Why do you want to manifest positive change? It's so you can feel good. So how can we get affirmations to work for you? And we can include mantra in this, if that's your preferred method, because they're the same. Remember, affirmations are a modern version of the mantra. And we can include prayer as well. We can even include magical incantation for those of you who are of the Wiccan or witchy persuasion. It's all the same. Words spoken to create change words of power. So you're going to know that affirmations work for you because you're going to feel good or you're going to feel something. But that means that that good feeling or that something has to be sustained. So it's not just a momentary thing. It's a lasting thing. So let's go back to the brain again. Our busy, crazy brains overwhelmed with manufacturing chemicals all day over and over again and not the same chemicals different chemicals because of course when you're thinking things that's one set of chemicals but your brain's also making chemicals just for your bodily function gosh your brain's amazing so do you think that your brain is going to be able to manufacture just one emotional chemical for a sustained period well no not if you're all over the place with your thoughts and your responses to the world and if you're not conscious about it so here is the point of my podcast episode today. The number one way to make an affirmation work for you is you have to relax. Remember what we discovered about affirmations? Modern mantra and a mantra. What is a mantra? It's a word or a sound repeated to aid concentration, focus, How can you focus on something if you're all over the place? You have to relax. That's what the brain needs to become focused and responsive to the action that you want it to take so that it will listen to you so that your brain will do what you're telling it to do and create the chemicals you want it to create. The chemicals of feeling good or feeling joy or feeling beauty or whatever it is that you need in that moment. In order for your affirmation to work for you, you have to relax. Would you like to try something with me? Something simple? Let's try an affirmation together. I like to use I am when I'm working on with myself or with my mantra, but I also do guided affirmations. You know, sometimes I like to hear from someone that I am something. I like somebody to say, you are strong. You are powerful, Alicia. I like that. It feels good. (laughs) So when I do guided affirmations with others, I will use you are. So because we're going to do this together, I'm going to do both. I'm going to use I am and I'm going to use you are. So let's begin. Let's start by taking a deep breath in and a long breath out. And let's do that again. A deep breath in starting to feel the body relax, and a long breath out. Relaxation allows the brain to become ready to integrate these statements of change, these words of power. In this next minute, these words will become matter, they will become your present, they will become your now. This is your life. This is your space. You can relax. I can relax. You deserve this space. I deserve this space. You feel deeply rested. I feel deeply rested. You feel support. I feel support. You feel at peace. I feel at peace. Breathe these words in. Your brain and your body are processing these words. Your brain is creating the chemicals of these words. You and your body are doing the work and these words are now in your body and they are now your reality. Just for a moment, did you feel that space or that rest or that peace? Did you feel that relaxation? I did, I hope you did. You gave your brain the space and the place that it needed to focus on what you wanted to do and it listened and it took action. Even though that was just for a moment, you consciously created the change, you moved the matter, you did it. Right before my train came pulling through my little town, (laughs) little engine that could, doing what it's being told to do. If you didn't in that moment, feel the relaxation or the space or the peace, please ask yourself, Did you do what you needed to do to relax, to prepare even before we perform that affirmation? Did you take those breaths? Did you give yourself a moment just to totally relax? Taking a moment to relax means taking a moment to focus. It gives you and your physical being the space that it needs to create within the physical realm, which is what we consider our reality, right? By the way, if you enjoyed that experience just now, if you did move into that space or you're looking for something like that, guided affirmations, I've recorded a collection for you on my website. They're free to listen to anytime. Just go to divinelovefrequency.com. My gift to you. You can affect change in two minutes, even if it doesn't last you can prove to yourself that you can do this, that affirmations do work for you. And over time, if you practice like this, then you'll be able to do this whenever you want. You'll make it easier for yourself. You'll make it a habit. This will change your behaviors. It'll change your beliefs. It'll change your thinking. And you will be consciously changing your life. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for joining me in this little explanatory session how affirmations work and how you can get them to work for you i hope you'll try this out i'd love to hear from you how this works and if it works for you and thank you for joining me if you like what you hear and you haven't already please consider subscribing to this podcast on whatever listening platform you use i look forward to the next time that we connect namaste